Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman, member by Avram Goldai, and today Mesechus Megillah Daf Chab Beis, the third pair of Kakore Omed. The Zichur Mesechus Megillah program has been generously sponsored by the Queen's Zichur Chabura. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Mishnah regarding the Ma'amados that on Sunday, two people would have aliyos from the Psukim that discussed the first day of creation, and the third aliyah would be the Psukim about the second day of creation. The Gemara asks, how is it possible to give two people aliyos from the first day when it only has five psukim, since it was taught in a brisa, one who reads the Torah for the shul is not permitted to read less than three psukim. So Rav says, Dolig. The second reader goes back and rereads the last pasuk from the previous aliyah. Shmuel says, Posek. One splits the third pasuk into two psukim, and the first reader reads the first half, and the second reader reads the latter half. The Gemara explains that Rav says that one must reread the pasuk because he holds Kopsukadulapsakim Moshe Anulapaskinule. Any Pasik that Moshe did not divide, we may not divide it. Shmuel says that one should divide the Pasik and not reread it because he holds Gezer Mishim HaNichnasim Umishim HaYotzim. There's a decree because of those who enter or leave the shul in the middle of the Torah reading. The one entering the shul late might think that the first aliyah is only two psukim, and the one leaving early might think the second aliyah will only be two psukim. The Gemara concludes that the luck is like Rav, that we reread the Pasuk. Pointing to the Gemara asks how many people read from the Torah on a Tainus, and brings the following Bryce that states, This is the general rule. Any day in which there's a loss of work, which Rush explains, would come from delaying people in shul, such as a public fast day or the ninth of Av, three people read from the Torah. And any day which does not cause a loss of work, such as Rosh Chodesh and Cholomoed, four people read from the Torah. Rashi explains that there's not as much bitamolacha on Rosh Chodesh because women do not do molacha on that day. He says that he heard from his elderly teacher that women were given this mitzvah to refrain from molacha because they refused to give their jewelry for the Egla Zahav. And point number three, the Gemara brings an incident when Rav visited Babel on a public fast day. And when the entire congregation fell to the ground on their faces to recite Tachanun, Rav did not do so. The Gemara asks what Rav's reason was, and the answer is, Ritzba Sho'avanim Haisa. It was a stone floor. And it was taught in a brace of Evan Maski, so Titnu Ba'artzachem, You should not place a stone covering in your land to prostrate yourselves upon it. We can infer from here that one may not prostrate themselves on stone coverings in their land, but they may do so in the base of Migdash. The Gemara asks how the rest of the congregation could have bowed on the stone floor, and it clarifies that the stone floor was only in front of Rav, and that he did not walk to an area where the floor was not stone because he did not want to bother that Tzibar while walking past them, which would have required them to rise. Alternative explanations for Rav's abstaining from Tachanun are given. So once again, the three points are, number one, it was taught in the mission regarding the Ma'amados that on Sunday, two people would have aliyahs from the Psukim that discussed the first day of creation, and the third aliyah would be the Psukim about the second day of creation. The Gemara asks, how is it possible to give two people aliyahs from the first day when it only has five Psukim, since it was taught in Abraisa, one who reads the Torah for the Shul is not permitted to read less than three Psukim. Rav says, Dolek, the second reader goes back and rereads the last Pasuk from the previous Aliyah. Shmuel says, Posek, one splits the third Pasuk into two Psukim, and the first reader reads the first half, and the second reader reads the latter half. The Gemara explains that Rav says that one must reread the Pasuk because he holds, Moshe Any Pasuk that Moshe did not divide, we may not divide it. Shmuel says that one should divide the Pasuk and not reread it because he holds There's a decree because of those who enter or leave the shul in the middle of the Torah reading. The one entering the shul late might think that the first aliyah is only two psukim, and the one leaving early might think the second aliyah will only be two psukim. 
The Gemara concludes that the halacha is like Rav, that we reread the Pasuk. Pointing to the Gemara asks, how many people read from the Torah on a Tainus? And brings the following brisa that states, Zehaklal. This is the general rule. Any day in which there's a loss of work, which Rashi explains would come from delaying people in shul, such as a public fast and the ninth of Av, three people read from the Torah. And any day which does not cause a loss of work, such as Rosh Chodesh and Cholamod, four people read from the Torah. Rashi explains that there is not as much a bit of Malach and Rosh Chodesh because women do not do Malach on that day. He says that he heard from his elderly teacher that women were given the mitzvah to refrain from malacha because they refused to give their jewelry for the Egla Zahav. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings an incident when Rav visited Bavo on a public fast day. And when the entire congregation fell to the ground on their faces to recite Tachanun, Rav didn't do so. The Gemara asks what Rav's reason was and answers, Ritzvah it was a stone floor. And it was taught in a bright of Evan Maskis, you should not place a stone covering in your land to prostrate yourselves upon it. We confer from here that one may not prostrate themselves on stone coverings in their land, but they may do so in the base of Migdash. The Gemara asks how the rest of the congregation could have bowed on the stone floor, and it clarifies that the stone floor was only in front of Rav, and that he did not want to walk to an area where the floor was not stone, because he didn't want to bother the Tzibor by walking past them, which would have required them to rise. Alternative explanations for Rav's abstaining from Tachanun are given. Alright, so now we go to our Simmer Duff base, and our standard Simmer is a cab, a taxi cab. So here goes. The cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyahs from five psukim. When a second cab pulled up with a person getting the third aliyah on the day of a tainus, just as the rub inside was saying Takanun sitting up because of the stone floor. Once again, it's a motion. The cab, cab, that must be more Duff Chabez. The cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyos from five psukim, which reminds us that we have a Malkokos Rav and Shmuel regarding what to do when there are two aliyos sharing five psukim, when the rule is that one who reads the Torah must read a minimum of three psukim. Rob says, Doi, that the second aliyah rereads the third pasuk, since we don't split psukim that Moshe did not split. And Shmuel holds Paskinen, they do split the third pasuk in half because of a gazera of people coming late or leaving early who will think that one of the aliyos was only two psukim. So, the cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyahs from Vibsukim. When a second cab pulled up with the person getting the third aliyah on the day of Atinas. Which reminds us, we have a rule that on Atinas and Tishbub, where there's Bitamalacha, a loss of work that would come from delaying people in shul, there are only three aliyahs. And where there is no Bitamalacha, such as on Rosh Chodesh and Cholamoed, there are four aliyahs. So, the cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyahs from five psukim, when a second cab pulled up with the person getting the third aliyah on the day of Atinas, just as the rub inside was saying Tachanun sitting up because of the stone floor, which reminds us that one of the reasons given as to why Rub did not bow down on the floor during Tachanun is that there was a stone floor in his section and he did not want to be over on bowing down on an Evan Muskies. So once again, the cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyahs from five psukim, when a second cab pulled up with a person getting the third aliyah on the day of Atinas, just as the rub inside was staying Tachnun sitting up because of the stone floor. All right, so now it's time for four blotbat chazara. Daf Yudches. So the simmer Daf Yudches is a chuppah. So here goes. Some of the guests of the chuppah, chuppah, that must be more Daf Yudches. Some of the guests of the chuppah where the rabbi was going on non-stop with praising Hashem, which reminds us that after the more completes explaining the order of the Baruchas in the Shemun Asra, it states 
that from this point onward, it's forbidden to give over the praises, the shvachos of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And Lazarus said, what's the meaning of the following Pasuk? For who is it fitting to speak of the mighty acts of a Kodesh Baruch Hu? One who's able to declare all of his praise, since no one can do so. One cannot add more praises to the Shemun other drushes about as well. So, some of the guests of the chuppah where the rabbi was going on non-stop with praising Hashem, decide to head over to the Megillah reading next door, even though they didn't understand Hebrew, which reminds the Mishnah on Dav Yedzayin Amalav stated, And a foreigner who heard the Megillah read in Ashuris, meaning Hebrew, has fulfilled his chib, even though he does not understand Hebrew. Ravina points out that there are some words in the Megillah that we don't understand, and yet we fulfill our chib, Ella. Mitzvah's Kriya Uparsima Nisa. The mitzvah is reading and publicizing the miracles. So too here, even when people do not understand, they fulfill their chiyu because the mitzvah is the reading and publicizing the miracle. And Rashi explains that even though they do not understand what they're hearing, they will ask people who do understand who will then explain the reading and tell them about the miracle. So, some of the guests of the chuppah where the rabbi was going on non-stop with praising Hashem decide to head over to the Megillary next door, even though they didn't understand Hebrew, only to discover they had come. In the middle, which reminds us, the mission had said, "According to Megillah, I'm afraid." Well, yet someone who reads the Megillah out of sequence has not fulfilled this chiyuv. If one misses a pasuk, he has to go back to that pasuk and read from there. And if he comes to shul when they're already halfway through the Megillah, he's not yotzi, and he must start a kriya from the beginning. Daf Yotes. So the symbol Daf Yotes is a yacht. So here goes the passengers on the yacht. Yacht. That must be on Daf Yotes. The passengers on the yacht from the walled city who decide to stay over in the quaint seaside unwalled town. On the 14th, which reminds us, the next mission states, Ben Ir Ben a town dweller that went to a walled city or a walled city dweller that went to an unwalled town. If he'll return to his place, he reads Miguel on the same day as those in his regular place. But if he'll not return, he reads with him referring to the people in the place that he's visiting. And Rabbi said this only applies in the case of a town dweller who will return to his town on the night of the 14th. But if he'll still be in the town in the morning, he reads with the people in the town. So the passengers on the yacht from the walled city who decide to stay over in the quaint, seaside, unwalled town on the 14th, fulfilled their chiyuv of listening to the whole Megillah read from beginning to end, which reminds us that there's a four-way machokas regarding how much of the Megillah must be read for one to fulfill his chiyuv. Does Kohat Tokev, all the acts of power, refer to the acts of Achishverosh, Mordechai Haman, or the beginning of the nace when Achishverosh couldn't sleep? So, the passengers on the yacht from the walled city, who decide to stay over in the quaint, seaside, unwalled town on the 14th, fulfilled their chiv of listening to the whole Megillah, read from beginning to end, in the shul with an arn in the shape of the luchos that had a Megillah painted on it. Which reminds me of what Bar Abba said regarding the Pasuk about the luchos, and the writing on them was going to all the words that Hashem spoke to you on the mountain. This teaches that Akash Baruch Hu Moshe Rabbeinu all the fine interpretations of the Torah and the fine interpretations of the rabbis and what the Chami would innovate in the future the grass what the Chami originated and answers Mikra Megillah, the reading of the Megillah. Dav Chaf, so the similar Dav Chaf is a cafe. So here goes. The daytime mitzvah cafe, cafe, that must be more in Dav Chaf. The daytime mitzvah cafe, which was always busy after Megillah readings and bris milas, which reminds us, the more brings us sources for how we know that the mitzvahs of reading the Megillah, Mila, Tevila, and Hazah, and the Tevila of a Shomer's Yom Keneged Yom are done during the day. So, 
The daytime mitzvah cafe, which was always busy after McGill reading's Empress Mila's, opened early out of Mudashachar for the workers holding spears, which reminds us the mission and state of Akulan Sha'atma Sha'al Mudashachar, Kasha, in all these cases, if they did the mitzvah from the first ray of dawn, it's kosher and it brings the source, then we did the work with half of them holding spears from the first ray of dawn until the stars came out. So, the daytime mitzvah cafe, which was always busy after McGill reading's Ambris Mila's, opened early at a Mudashachar for the workers holding spears, and was always closed at night for the reaping of the Omer and burning of sacrificial fats, which reminds us, the next Mishnah lists 20 mitzvahs that may be performed the entire day, and then lists two mitzvahs that are kosher the entire night, because here's a Omer, Lahakir Cholabim Be'evarim. And the Mishnah concludes, the this is the general rule, any mitzvah that must be done during the day may be performed any time during the day, and any mitzvah that must be done at night may be performed any time during the night. The Gemara brings a source of each of the mitzvahs to prove that they are either daytime mitzvahs or nighttime mitzvahs. Dav Chafal, the Sim Dav Chafal is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. The boy dressed up as a racing Ka. Ka, that must be more Dav Chafal. The boy dressed up as a racing ka on Purim, sitting next to the Balkorah who stood for Kriyasa Torah, but sat for Kriyasa Megillah, which reminds us that the Megillah may be read standing or sitting, unlike the reading of the Torah, which must be done standing. So the boy dressed up as a racing ka on Purim, sitting next to the Balkorah who stood for Kriyasa Torah, but sat for Kriyasa Megillah, honked his horn on the bracha of Haravas Rebbeinu was recited, which reminds us the Gemara goes through the brachas before and after the reading of the Megillah. Before the Megillah is Menach, which stands for Mikra Megillah Al-Hanisim Eshehachianu. And after the reading, it's Haravas Rebbeinu. So, the boy dressed up as a racing ka on Purim, sitting next to the Balkorah who stood for Kriyas Torah, but sat for Kriyas HaMegillah, honked his horn when the bracha of Haravas Rebbeinu was recited, and flashes lights for the three aliyahs and ten psukimin. Torah, which reminds us, the Gemara gives reasons for why there are three aliyahs for Mondays, Thursdays, and at Minchan Shabbos, and why there are a minimum of ten psukim read. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.